Hello and welcome. You're listening to season one of Adam Was Mad, a podcast where we discuss all things childhood mental health. I'm your host, Michelle, and each week I speak with a guest who either experienced mental health struggles as a child themselves, is parenting a child who has a mental health diagnosis, or who's a professional in this field. A quick cautionary note, many of our episodes talk about trauma of various kinds. So listener discretion is advised. Every story is important and valued, and every story reminds us we're not alone out there. You have a village of people who understand exactly what you're going through and who can help. If you're looking to connect more closely with that village, join us on Facebook in the group Your Village by following the link at the top of today's show notes. When you join, enter your email to receive our free monthly resource. Hopefully you'll learn something new, hear something interesting, or truly just be reminded that you're not alone. Without any further ado, let's get to today's episode. Welcome all. Today I have with me Lee, a reformed supermom who is going to be talking to us about self-care. Welcome, Lee. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. This is such an honor, such a privilege. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Uh, This is exciting. It is exciting, especially because self-care is such an important topic for parents all over the Mm. world, but especially for parents who are caregivers to children with mental health struggles. Self-care is deeply important for this group of individuals in particular. So I'm just thrilled that we're going to be talking about this today. Before we dive into self-care tips, though, what does it mean to be a reformed supermom? Tell me about that. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, So being a mom wasn't on my list of things to do before I died. But when I did fall pregnant, then I decided I was going all in and I was going to be the mom. And um, so I put on my super mom cape and I got stuck into being the super mom. And we went off to baby classes and we did antenatal teas and play dates. And it was all go, go, go. And really just being in this mom groove. Um, and uh, then we decided we're going to have a second one. Uh, and, and that was, uh, it, it was fun. And the pregnancy went well. And um, my little man was, was born. And he was born with bilateral club feet. Mm. so that was like whoa um we had an orthopedic surgeon look and he was quite keen to cut and uh reshape and that actually wasn't an option so we uh we went for an alternative uh more uh kind of treatment but a longer treatment um it required my little man wearing plaster casts for um, the first two months of his life, we're changing those every every week. Oh gosh! So it made the whole uh, breastfeeding experience that much uh, more interesting, <laughs> um, because not only you now you have a baby with plaster casts, 
and you're trying to breastfeed. So yeah, it was interesting. And uh, once the plaster casting was finished, then we had to brace the feet um, in a certain position and he had to wear a brace for 24 hours a day, um, except when bathing. Um, And that was for three months. And then it, it got downgraded to 14 hours a day. So obviously you do that all while he's sleeping during the night and a little bit into the morning. But this really, it, it took a toll and this super mom cape was flying high and I was doing all this for my, my second born. My first born had started um, kindergarten and uh, that was, uh, and uh, yeah, that was an experience because he was a young for his class and his teachers kept saying, oh, he's off his, he's away with the fairies. He doesn't focus. He doesn't, he's not following through on completing instructions. And so there was that, that anxiety around, well, how am I going to get my firstborn to uh, fit in and follow the, follow the school way of doing things, you know, square pegs, round holes. It's, it can be quite uh, quite stressful um, and uh, we got to the middle of the following year and now my, my second born was about 18 months and I was feeling exhausted and um, I got sent off to the doctor by my husband because I was so worried I was pregnant I was like oh god please don't let me be pregnant oh my gosh and my doctor um, said yeah no it looks like you got uh, bronchitis You'll need to be booked off work. It's like, oh, okay. Shorter so commitment. Thought, shorter commitment yeah, than a third child. <laughs> like three days. Um, and I just didn't feel really well 10 days later. So I went back and he's like, yeah, I know. You've got to take this more seriously. You've got pneumonia. Oh, and no. If you don't, I'm going to hospitalize you. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, that's really not an option. I'm still breastfeeding um so yeah no don't worry about me doc um I'll sort this out um and that wasn't the 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 straw that broke the camel's back it was about three weeks later that I just had a mental break and it was uh all too much we had family busy uh, visiting and I just I was a gibbering wreck I was just absolutely useless um I get, got confirmation that the pneumonia was clear. And it was then I realized, actually, you know what, Michelle, I need to take care of myself. I right. need to, I need to look after myself. I cannot be all things to all people all of the time. It's really critical that I prioritize my health. Otherwise, something really bad is going to happen. Um, and so that was the wake-up call for me and the realization. And at that point, I took off the Supermom cake and I folded it up and I put it in the bottom drawer. And I started working on what I knew, which was nutrition and putting good nutrition into my body because that's what I'd studied um, in between having children. But I'd never done anything with it uh, formally as a business or coaching or anything so I um yeah I got stuck into putting what my body needed into me 
Um, and once that was going well, then it was a case of asking for help. Mm, so <laughs> hard for so many of us. So hard because you don't want to look weak. You don't want to look like you're not coping, that you're not managing. And so you just keep doing what you're doing, but quietly you're dying inside. Right. Um, and so it really was a case of putting on my big girl panties, sitting down with my husband and telling him where I needed help in the home so that I could prioritize some time for myself. Um, and he was totally open to it, which was so surprising. I was going to say a wonderful <laughs> surprise because you there see, no you know, you back. go online, you see so many people who ask for help and don't get it or are too afraid to ask for help. And then when they finally get up the courage to ask for help, they're shot down. And that's so mm. discouraging to people. And so what a lovely surprise. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? Our partners should be. be there to help us yeah. and to support us. But so many people don't have that. So it's lovely to hear from someone like you who does have that or did have that support and whose partner was yeah. willing to step up and shoulder yeah. some of that burden and be a true partner to you. That's lovely. I'm so yeah. glad you had that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Really, that was um, that was yeah, the turning point, uh, being able to ask for help and then knowing that I was going to get the help so that I could then spend a bit of time on myself, for myself. Um, and I love, I love, Michelle, in your, uh, I think it was the, the, five, the five ideas or five tips on self-care. Mm -hmm. um, and when you say grocery shopping by yourself is not is not self-care I laughed oh my <laughs> goodness I laughed because yeah you know it's actually quite exciting when you get to go and do grocery shopping all by yourself um, and uh, my, my husband and I we we joke and we say oh let's go on a date let's go grocery shopping um, <laughs> so, you know what self-care can be whatever makes you feel good. That's yeah. what I believe. And you'll have to tell me because you're the expert in self-care, but my belief is that if it makes you feel good and it makes you feel rested and it makes you feel rejuvenated, then that is self-care. Mm. And it's not what somebody else thinks is self-care. It's not even maybe what was self-care for you yesterday. What was self-care for you yesterday may not be self-care for you today. So yeah. I fully support Whatever you need to do to feel positive and rested and rejuvenated and like your tank is full to do that as self-care. Does that make exactly. sense to you or is that? It does. Yeah, it does. And it, and it's, it's, it does shift and change. Um, and for me, self-care is, it's about making time for myself for sure. But it's also important to provide your body with the physical building blocks so that you can perform better, so that you can show up better. Um, and if you're not eating a variety of foods each day, you're depriving yourself of such a vast range of nutrients that 
give your body the ability to heal itself. Our bodies are so clever. And if we just give them the combination of food, then they, they can do magical things um, for us. So I, I really believe that the first step in self-care is feeding yourself well. Um, and when we are stressed, it is so easy not to. So because true. we need to, we, we grab the quick, we grab the easy, the convenient, and it doesn't work in the long term. Because the problem with, the, with those convenience foods is they generally high sodium. And although they, they save time, they've got hidden sugars as well. They save time for sure. But they never fe leave you feeling full and satisfied. And you always go looking for something else to eat afterwards. I There's cannot always... tell you the number of times my entire dinner has been eating the leftovers off of my kids' plates or yes. the leftover goldfish out of their lunchbox or yes. whatever happens to be out on the counter as I walk through the kitchen because I don't yeah. have time to sit down and feed my body well and correctly. And so mm. I grab whatever's quick and easy. And I think so many of us do that. So this is such fantastic yeah. advice. And I want to tell I want to tell a quick story before we dive into some of these practicalities, because I'm mm. a very practical person. So I hope yes. you can give us some real, real practical tips here. But before you do, what really resonated to me was you talking about this variety of nutrients and variety of vitamins that feed our body and allow our body to heal itself. A few months ago, I was, I was just feeling exhausted all the time. I mean, I was chronically fatigued. I could sleep for 12 hours wake mm. up tired, get my kids off to school and come back home, call in sick to work and sleep for another six or seven hours and still wake up tired. And I went to the yeah. doctor and I mm. said, I, you know, my husband's calling me narcoleptic. I'm having to call friends and family to come watch my kids on the weekend because I need to take a nap. I'm so exhausted. I mm. can't get through a work day without feeling like I need to sleep. And I don't know what's wrong. And thankfully, this doctor took me very seriously, which I know is not always the case, especially for women when we go into the doctor. And I cannot not tell you the number of times I've gone into a doctor and said, I'm feeling really fatigued and really tired. And the doctor said, well, you have three kids. Of course you feel tired. Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky that on this occasion, the doctor I saw took me seriously and said, you know what, let's do a full blood panel. Let's see what's going on here. Turns out I was severely deficient in vitamin D. And he said, I, I can't remember exactly the numbers, but the range was somewhere like 40 to 60 was normal. Um, you know, 20 to 40 was deficient. I was an 11 oh, wow. <laughs> and he actually had yeah. to prescribe me. I needed to get prescription vitamin D for yeah. something like six weeks just to get me back up into a normal level because mm. I was so severely deficient in vitamin D. And as soon as I started taking that vitamin D, my energy level popped right back up. I stopped being so tired all the time. Now yeah. I do still have three kids. I still get tired, of course. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but of course. there was a huge difference when my body was healthy. And when I had those vitamins that my body needed to sustain mm. myself, to sustain me, 
And it's so important that we do give ourselves, give our own bodies everything we need to survive. And so often we're not paying attention to our own bodies because we're so focused on our children. So what are some tips? I mean, obviously eating well. Eating well. And so when you do, when you do eat, planning. And I know you're going to say, oh, I don't have time to plan. I promise planning doesn't take, it doesn't take that long. It's like 20 minutes while you drink a cup of coffee, you can plan. Um, But with that, when you do plan, it helps you to choose foods that are going to help you and not harm you. It's all very well eating the leftovers off your child's plate, but that's not really helping that's more harming when it comes to what to eat you need to be eating proteins and fats healthy fats and fiber at every meal so that's breakfast and lunch and supper not just supper and your proteins animal proteins are great vegetable proteins are okay your healthy fats are going to be your olive oils and your avocados uh, your sesame seeds and macadamia nuts and almonds those are your healthy fats and then your fiber is your vegetables and your fruit the whole idea of eating the proteins fats and fiber is to keep you full and to keep you satisfied so that you don't go looking for other food to keep you going throughout that handful of goldfish that handful of m&ms that handful of whatever it is that you can grab as you walk from the bathroom to the kitchen to the laundry room to the kids room makes total sense there we go okay let's talk uh, about some self-care tips the biggest reason for most visits to doctors is for stress Um, and it's a physical function that's gone into overdrive Because we are wired to avoid physical danger. So in modern day life, that would look like a hijacking or a robbery or a house on fire or falling down the stairs. Those are physical dangers. So the the primordial stress response is going to increase our blood flow to our limbs so that we can escape. Um, and it's going to direct the, the blood flow away from non-essential activities like digestion and reproduction and growth and repair. So the thing that's most important is that we're not actually dealing with physical stress on a day-to-day basis. Our stress these days is mental and emotional, mm. but our bodies still respond in the same way. So even though there's no burning fire, we are still responding to that emotional and mental stress in the same way. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, if we continue to respond to the mental and emotional stress in the same way that we would respond to the physical danger, then we, we almost blunt our responses and we start to feel that stress is normal. How many of us are like, it was a day and the traffic was crazy and yeah, and the bus was ridiculous. And we, we think that what we're going through is normal and we All just the time. It, Yeah. Every day. Oh, it's it a off. tough day. It's tough week. It was a tough month. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And we just brush it aside. But in the grand scheme of things, we are perceiving all that 
mental and emotional angst and stress as bigger than what it really is. Because it's not a house on fire. We're not really in danger. Um, So consequently, the long-term effects of this exposure to constant permanent stress is that we do we do get high blood pressure we do get high blood sugars and we get an ineffective immune system mm. so it means we just get sick sicker. all the time yeah and you can't shift the colds and we right. can't shift the flu you can also experience exhaustion yes <laughs> yes exhaustion uh lack of interest in your normal day-to-day activities or family activities and lack of interest in people and places and you don't you you just you're like I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to you've lost your spark yeah and your confidence and resilience kind of erodes over time so that's what happens with stress and that's why self-care is just so critical because we need to make space for ourselves to decompress from the stress that's really really critical so the first thing that you can do is feel yourself better and what I mean by that is you need to learn to identify the emotion that comes up when you're experiencing this mental and or emotional stress so when your boss sends you an email and says I'd like to see you in my office in 20 minutes and you're like oh what's he gonna say is he, you know, is he not happy with what I've been doing on the project or, you know, what is something gone wrong? Am I about to lose my job? It's like, whoa, rocket. You're just getting ahead of yourself here. Yeah. Um, you know, take a breath. Take a breath. Nice deep breath in and out slowly. Um, and acknowledge the, the emotion that's come up for you. Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it frustration and sit with that feeling sit with that emotion and just let it ride out it takes about 30 to 60 seconds to ride out so instead of reacting to the emotion just sit with it and does that decrease then the stress level accompanying that emotion yeah yeah brilliant just acknowledge what emotion you're experiencing. Name it, like verbally say, I am experiencing frustration. Oh, look, this is anger. And sit with it for 30 to 60 seconds because it is going to pass. It's going to pass. And then you're not reacting to your stress. Right. Then you can react to the actual situation that's happening, not the imaginary situation that you're projecting in your mind because your stress level is so high. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. So so that's uh, the first thing is to identify those, those emotions that are coming up. Um, Box breathing, such a great way to just bring yourself back to, to center. I've never heard of that. What is that? Oh my word. I love this. Um, (laughs) So you box breathing is you breathe in for five you hold for five you breathe out for five you hold for five and you repeat it for three or four rounds 
And by the time you finish doing that, you're much calmer. Because if you're breathing deeply like that, it's telling your, your nervous system that actually you're not in danger. There is no danger. Everything's fine. It's okay. Because when you're under stress, you breathe in the top part of your lungs. So it's shallow breathing. And shallow breathing indicates stress and that you are in dire need of escaping. So if you can box breathe, then you are telling the nervous system, it's all fine. I'm not being chased by a tiger. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running not out of a burning house. Yes. I'm safe. I, I'm safe. I am safe. You're tricking your nervous system yes. into lowering those stress levels taking yourself out of fight or flight mode, calming your body, and thus calming your mind. That's it. Genius. And it's such a great tool to pass on to your children. I was just going to say that. I have a child who has a mental health diagnosis that is characterized by an overactive amygdala, which means he is in almost constant fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And box breathing is a great idea for someone Mm -hmm. like him to take him out of that fight or flight mode that he finds himself in so often. That is Mm -hmm. a great strategy for adults and for kids. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that you're going to love because it's so easy to do. Lie down on the floor and put your feet up straight up against the wall. What? Yeah. Okay. I have a great uh, mental image of this, but you have to tell me. How does this work? You're like, you know, you're an L shape against the, um, so flat on the back with your feet up against the wall. It's in, you're inverting yourself. And so if you're inverting yourself, then you're telling your, your nervous system again, you're not in danger because your feet are in the air. If your feet are in the air, you aren't running anywhere fast anytime soon. Oh. And so that calms your nervous system down again. Um, I see. And it's so easy to do. I mean, could you do this in an office? Mm, maybe, probably maybe not. not. <laughs> maybe, sort maybe of not. depends on how understanding your coworkers are. Yeah. However, when you are at home, when you get home in the evening, you could 10 minutes on the floor, feet up against the wardrobe and go. And that just decompresses everything. It calms your nervous system down completely. And it is just so easy to do. So, so easy to do. Um, So that is another way to calm the stress. Then yoga, always such a great uh, way to move your body in a gentle way that's calming your nervous system down. So there's yoga, there's walking, walking in nature especially. So if you've got a park around the corner from you, go off and walk in the park. If you are in the office, maybe there is a park or green spot nearby. Go sit, walk in the in that area during lunch, just to get that nature uh, vibe into you. 
it just it really being surrounded by green is so calming maybe that's why they have it on movie sets the green room because it's really really calming interesting well and you Um, know I know with young children they often say if your children are emotionally dysregulated put them in water a bath for example or a shower or take them outside Yes. put them in water or take them outside and that helps them regulate. And I'm, I personally don't understand the science behind it, but you're absolutely validating that tip for parents of young yeah. kids. So I know when my yeah. one-year-old is having a tantrum, I will carry him outside and truly even taking him to the window, he'll stop yes. crying and he'll start looking outside. He'll start looking at the trees and the sky and mm. the birds. And I remember with all of my kids at that age, all I had to do was point outside, see the bird, even if there was no yeah. bird. And they'd immediately yeah. start looking. They'd look at the sky. The tantrum would stop. Even if I had tried redirecting them in every other way, a toy mm. doesn't redirect them. The TV doesn't redirect them. Funny faces don't redirect them, but you put them in front of a window or you walk out to the front porch and yeah. something about <clears throat> seeing the trees, being in nature was calming, calming to their soul. And I don't understand why that works, but it works for one-year-olds. It makes sense that it would work for us too. I love that suggestion. Get outside into a green space. Yeah. And you don't need lots of time there, 10 minutes. So definitely uh, something just to calm, calm you down uh, during the day. Um, Taking a bath. There you go. Yes. Water. There you go. Water. <laughs> yes. Uh, with Epsom salts. Awesome. Um, because of the, it helps with magnesium levels and with muscles. So it's really uh, just, yeah, a lovely way to relax. And also, I mean, if you think about it, if you're in the water, then you're not necessarily going to be in danger. It's not like uh, you're in the ocean. There might be a shark or a lake where there might be a, an alligator or a crocodile. So you're in your bath and it's completely safe. Right. And it's, you're lying in the bath. It's not like a shower, which is you get in and you quickly shower and then you're out again. If you're going to be in a bath, you're planning to be there for a, a while. Right. You're to, relaxing. You're intentionally yeah. relaxing your body. Yeah. Yeah. So a bath is a great way. Um, then one of my favorites is drawing or coloring in I just got my first adult coloring book given to me this past Christmas and I loved it I had been I had been so skeptical of this adult coloring book trend that has come up Mm. in the last couple of years I am obsessed it is so peaceful and it distracts my very busy mind you know, I'm someone who is constantly thinking. My mind is constantly going. I have a very difficult time shutting it down. I have a difficult time falling asleep at night because my mind is going a million miles a minute. And mm. the adult coloring books distract my mind just enough that it calms me down. Yeah. Is that the way it works? It is. I mean, the only thing that you got to think about is what color are you going to do next? Yes. Um, so it, it really does help to calm, calm you down. Um, and then the last, and I've got two more, two more. Okay. So the, the one is writing it down. Mm. Get all that stuff that's in your head at the end of the day and write it down. 
so that you can go to sleep. So that if you do wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh, I need to do this, you can remind yourself and the voice that's woken you up that, oh, actually, I did write that down. It's fine. Right. It's, it's, it's sorted. But if you write it all down, then there's no need to go over and over and over and over and over in your head about what it is that you need to do or think or remember to do or whatever. Just write it down. Get it out of your head and onto your paper. So easy. And then the last one, Michelle, is to do a digital detox. We, we are so stuck in the digital uh, with our phones, with television, even our books are on digital now. True. Uh, so it's really, really, we, we can't really do anything without some form of digitalness being involved in whatever it is that we're doing. I mean, even our recipes are on our phones. So digital detoxing really just means setting a time on your phone for it to switch off and for it to switch on in the so switching off in the evening and switching on in the morning which means that then you can't scroll it at three o'clock in the morning when you're not sleeping turning off notifications for every app because nothing is that urgent nothing is that urgent so that true. you need that you need to have a notification come through at three o'clock in the morning. Right. Nothing. And then being disciplined with yourself that you're not going to check your phone all the time to see what's happening on Facebook or what emails have come in because they're always coming in. There's always something happening on our phones and email and Facebook and Insta and whatever. We're not missing out. This fear of missing out is, is so huge. But we're not missing out. Let's be present with where we are right now. And if that's with our children, let's be present to our children. If it's our self-care, then let's be present to our self-care. Let's be coloring in. Let's be making the list. Let's be lying in the bath, enjoying the water. Let's not have a phone in our hand while we scroll and, and also speak to our children. It's incredible. I believe that. I believe that because at the end of the week, I have that notification that pops up that tells me how much time I spent on my phone each day. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to share it publicly because it is an absurd amount of time, an absolutely <laughs> absurd amount of time. And I think to myself, how did I even have that much time in the day to spend on my phone? What was mm -hmm. I doing? And this is a perfect example of how you lose those hours. You lose that time and you have the power to take that time back, to mm -hmm. use that time for something that's more fulfilling, like cooking yeah. or spending time with your family or yeah. doing a hobby. You can do so much with that time when you're not checking Facebook or checking email or just yeah. mindlessly scrolling on your phone. You can intentionally use that time for your own self-care. These have been such fantastic tips. Thank you so much, Lee. If people want to learn more, how can they get in touch with you? I have a Facebook group, Sugar Sleep and Stress Solutions for Women 40 Plus. Um, and I, um, I'm, I'm mainly on Facebook. 
Lee Van Breda. Uh, and on Insta, I think it's also Lee Van Breda. Not sure. I don't know Insta so well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, so those are, the, those are the two best places. Facebook, my profile, and Facebook, my group, Sugar Sleep and Stress Solutions. Okay, perfect. And listeners, we are going to put links to all of those, including the Insta, but definitely to the Facebook group in today's show notes. So you will be able to go and find Lee and hear more of these amazing self-care tips, which we all so desperately, desperately need. Lee, thank you so much for being here today. Michelle, thank you. This has been such fun. I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you for inviting me. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow or subscribe and check out today's show notes for free downloadable resources and a link to join your village, our Facebook community. Catch you next time.